That's about making money off somebody else. Exactly. That's being hurt by this. And that's exactly what this list yes. signifies to me. Absolutely. And they can be innocently pulling up something for school, for research, and it is strange. And then you get to Canico and you go, huh, this is a Christian camp organization. How could they mm-hmm. possibly make the top 12 list? And now, the safety zone. Welcome, folks, to a new episode of The Safety Zone. I'm Melinda Ron, and here with Mike McCarty, and we are going to talk about a recent list that came out from the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. It's the Dirty Dozen list, Mike, and basically these are 12 organizations that they have found as the top purveyors of sexual exploitation and or sex trafficking. And so kind of an interesting list, Mike, going in. I don't know what you thought about it when you first saw some of the ones on the list. Yeah, well, I thumbed through the list quickly and recognized most of them. A couple of them I had to dig in a little bit more, but we can talk a little bit about that. I know they're really focusing on the profiteering here, but I've been involved in the violence against women movement for almost 30 years. And I can remember a leader in the movement telling a group of people 20 some years ago that marketers are the real mm-hmm. pornographers of our culture. And you're like, duh, if you think about yeah the sexual imaging. And and 20 years ago, you could see the vast proliferation in it. And even one of our largest domain companies made themselves famous by really sexualizing domain names. So I'm not surprised we're sitting here in 2022 with kind of the explosion of social media and the internet. Yes. Yes kids' worlds being online that we haven't really made any progress and we've actually lost a lot. Well, I was just going to say, we almost seem to be going backwards and and especially with online, like you said, that is such a huge nest for kids, for, for young people. So, well, why don't we dig in? There's 12 of them. And the first one is Discord. And I have to admit, I wasn't completely, I've heard of it, but I wasn't completely aware of Discord. No, nor was I. So I know just what I have seen written here in the article. But again, the the kind of theme that I'm seeing with many of them on the list, this one being the first, is the social media platforms, Mm -hmm. right? Where Mm -hmm. just anything goes. And just last night at dinner, my 77-year-old dad was sitting there and he looked at my 13-year-old daughter and he goes, Always got your face in your phone. And yeah. and she's very social yeah. and she doesn't live on her phone, but she's got the world at her fingertips right there oh. at the bar. I'm two feet away and have no idea, really. Exactly. And how do you, you know, monitor? I have an 18-year-old senior in high school. And and when your kids are perhaps really young and you have your phones connected, you have the this the software to see what they're doing. As they get older, you you just it's so pervasive that it's really hard for parents to monitor everything they're doing. I was just reading this on Discord. It talks about the the extensive sexually graphic, violent, and exploitive content on both their private and their public channels. And again, it's another theme where we're seeing violence, Mike, with all that you do with violence against women and children. And yet we see that married with the graphic sexual exploitation combined. Well, I read, and I think I shared with some of our team yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, Melinda, an article, the Secret Service had just come out with this, and I'm telling you what, 
this is how fast things move. I had never heard of this movement, okay? Incel, I-N-C-E-L. Yeah. And the Secret Service, we think of them as protecting the president, yeah. but they're threat assessment experts. And they're talking about this growth in this incel movement. These are really people that struggle with relationships. And then think of most thriller movies you watch, the serial killer, the serial rapist, where they're inadequate. And yep. then all of a sudden they begin to hate and they become misogynistic and hate women. And that's what this whole movement is about. And, and there's been numerous active shooter events and murders related to this movement, but it's a hatred and putrid feeling towards women and living in this world online 25 years ago to feed that fantasy. They were sneaking into the back of sleazy bookstores yep. and a little easier to monitor. Now they have access to all of this online to share yep. and communicate and the whole dark web. The and dark I know that's web. not what we're right, exactly. Which is not really what we're talking about here, but it's the same thing we talked about I don't know. I think it was last year when we had the National Center for Exploitation of Children on to talk about their lawsuit against Twitter. Yes. And Twitter had done not only done nothing, but was actually resisting helping at all. And, yes. and they like to claim, hey, look, we don't censor this. Now, we try to censor illegal information. Well, they censor the crap out of political information yeah. if they don't agree with it. But these platforms have just become a cesspool with these predatory type behaviors. They've and become pervasive. I'd actually, I hadn't heard of it as incel, but I remember, gosh, a few years ago reading about that group, or at least people like that. And it just shows you, Mike, how pervasive all of this is in culture and how it's growing. And, and there's money in it, obviously. That's money. why there's a dirty dozen list. Exactly. And that's what they said about Twitter. I know the when they in the lawsuit they were talking about how much profit yes was made yes. off of exploitation. So yes. it is at least pornography is pornography, right? You know what? They're in a business of making money right. doing. But a lot of parents probably have no idea. Like if I had come across Discord, I would have had no idea if I didn't go resort, well, research exactly. it, what it is. Or you have, I, I, which will bring me to number two, because yeah, I've right. used this site, yeah, Etsy, which yeah. was kind of shocking to me because for those of you who don't know Etsy, I mean, I've bought clothing and different things. I mean, because you can find things cheap. They have all sorts of different products. And I was really taken aback by that. It's it's one of your typical global marketplaces. I think a lot of women use it because there's all sorts of things. Crafty. Oh, yeah. Artsy. All sorts of stuff. And then, so when I read this, Mike, they do all of those things and even vintage, by the way, vintage products. But they also have they're in the business of selling pornographic merchandise, misogynistic and dehumanizing apparel and sex dolls. And it says on this, including ones resembling children and young teens. Disturbing. It's very disturbing. And it really goes to the heart of a lot of these online. They're going to claim, well, how do we? Well, I'm going to tell you what, if you can't filter this mm -hmm. you don't need to be on there exactly that's the way it works and this isn't but, an issue 
well, and I say this from what I'm reading off of the yeah. the, the National Center's site, but that isn't. It, it would seem to me on Etsy that's not something that you can't filter. That's something it seems like they're purposely trying to fulfill that niche. Where it would also be a thing of, well, if you're not interested in that, you don't have to go to that. I'm sure yep. would be the response. But here you're not to sound crass, but the the sex dolls that that are made to be like children and even teens, young teens, Mike. What yeah. lines are those crossing? Well, I think we talked about this. I don't know if it was last year or the first year of the podcast with California passed the new law and this whole normalizing abnormal behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, you got a couple comments that came back from, oh, you don't understand the law. No, I understand what the law's doing. You're saying that if a child, and I would say a child, because I have a child 13, 14, mm-hmm. they are children at 14, has sexual relationship with somebody that's not more than 10 years older that they don't have to register as a sex offender even though it may still be illegal in california you're removing some of the stigma of that relationship and it's just that slow and it's been happening for decades right yes the sexual wars yes exactly and you think man it would never happen with our children. Well, it's happening right now. It's happening. What starts in the West moves to the East, okay? And to think that that's not a movement that you look at kind of this profiteering on this list, I mean, there's a lot of money. You go back and look at 2021's list and yeah. some same, but there's different. And I think I can think of 20 organizations right now you could throw on this list exactly well and that's that's a point we want to make too is this is their they do their top 12 this doesn't mean these are the only ones the only out there exactly but it is disturbing i mean like i said i've used that see i guarantee a lot of women have or a lot of people i have i actually drove up to the lady's house to pick something up she made for us one time yeah so it is disturbing because here we are trying to fight predators and trying to help churches and trying to help schools and trying to help people to to have programs to keep women and children safe. But at the same time, our culture is feeding things into those that are perpetrators. It's it's just astonishing. Well, we come to number three, probably not a shock. Yeah. Google. <laughs> yeah. But think about it. You want to know something, where do you go, right? Well, exactly. And, exactly. And what do they know about you? Yes. Everything. I get in my car. Ah, 10 minutes to home. Well, how do you know I'm going home? Yes. You do every day at five o'clock. Exactly. Or if you search something, the next thing you know, you get ads popping up on every website you go to because you looked at a pair of shoes. Yes. I joked the other day. Well, actually this morning I went to do a little more research on incel, but I was very careful to stay off Google and went to, so I was like, I don't, oh, that's smart. who knows what kind of ads are going to follow me around the internet. Now. Well, and I was just going to, I use Google all the time, of course. And of course there's, it's a search engine. There's things you're doing that are fine. But what you just said, what's interesting is I'll pull up something that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, I'll say icky. I know that's a real, <laughs> real professional world, but a uh, word, but, um, like skincare, <laughs> something like that. And all of a sudden, it's like takes you to a link like with images. And okay, there's images of skincare, but all of a sudden, I'm getting all these creepy stories. Um, a lot of them are like, and they could be news items or not. It's you're sitting there kind of thinking, why are they pulling that up? And, and the reason mm-hmm. I say this is just because 
again, schools, kids use Google and they can be innocently pulling up something for school for research. And it is strange how different stuff can then pull up in the search engine. So yes, Google's on, but a lot of it is because it is a search engine, but it it does According to what the National Center says, it drives people to pornography sites when they search for themes of rape, racism, incest, sexual abuse of minors, and other illegally themed or socially damaging themed pornography. So, Mike, number four. (laughs) We talked about this a little bit. Four is different than the rest of the list, isn't it? Four is Canacuck. Canicut Caps, yeah. which is a Christian, very large Christian camp. It's probably the one that sticks out the most on this list, right? Like if people are reading through this, I mean, even if you look at Discord and some of the others, you read the mm-hmm. first sentence, you go, okay, social media, okay, social media, okay, right. it's a company that takes money or that does this. And then you get to Canico, you go, oh, this is a Christian camp organization. How could they mm-hmm. possibly make the top 12 list? for the Dirty Dozen. And I know David and Nancy French have written extensively about Cook. And oddly enough, just yesterday, I saw the Christian Post had yes. written an article on the Dirty Dozen, I yes. think a week ago. Yes. And then yesterday, they published another article that Cook took exception yes. to being listed which I guess that exception would be with the National Center. That's their list. It's not CP's right. list. I thought CP did a good job at responding. But I would think every company on here takes exception to being (laughs) on the list, right? Right. Nobody wants to be on the list, exactly. They weren't special in that, per se. Yeah, I think what makes them unique is when you're talking about the profiteering, you think, well, how does a camp profiteer off this? And so I can see how social media, I can see how Mm -hmm. Facebook or Meta, I can see how Google, I see how all these other companies that they list further down. We talk about VeriSign and Visas, not to skip way ahead, but we can bring them in here. They're associated with the transactional financial aspect of profiteering. But Cook is a Christian camp. Yes. And what I would say, it's a lot more than we can talk about here. We did an earlier podcast on it. We had Mm -hmm. David French on to talk about all the research that they've done and continue to do. But yeah, very, very interesting one on the list. I could read what yeah. they say, if that's all right, which we're, we have 12 to go through, but I'll read what they say about Canacook. For decades, thousands of families have entrusted their children's hearts and minds and safety to Canacook camps, one of the largest Christian sports camps. Tragically, in a deeply troubling array of instances, the safety of children took a backseat to other considerations and decades of child sexual abuse at Kennecook camps have been swept under the rug by the organization. This was and is a violation of trust and ultimately a failure of leadership. Responsibility, accountability, and transparency must be required of institutions like Kennecook camps if we wish to stamp out child sexual abuse, which is correct for any it is mis- uh, Christian ministry or organization. And we've seen that with Ravi Zacharias's ministry. I mean, we've seen it, unfortunately, with a lot of Hillsong Church. Yep at least in New York and some of the divisions, and that leadership is gone. So, so yeah, so there's some questions there about Canacook. But yeah, yeah, there's been very little change that I've seen in terms in their of leadership, leadership there. Exactly. Yep. So the next one is KIK, K-I-K, for those listening, if they don't know <laughs> what KIK is. It's actually a free messaging app. So once again, the thing about KIK, it's very popular among young people. Yeah, it is. I would say with 
our kids. I, I don't hear a lot with kick. I hear more with, oh my gosh, I just kind of went brain dead all of a sudden. FaceTime, TikTok. No. But it's disappearing messages, right? Yeah. Easily to hide messages. Yes. And when you think about foundationally, when you have these platforms that are really designed to make it easy to communicate and not be found out, I mean, the predators are just, it's just a playground for them. And that's what this says, Mike. Obviously, with your background in law enforcement, it it claims that a third of American teens use Kick to chat with friends, connect with brands, games, etc. Says, however, the anonymity, the anonymity of an ease of connecting with strangers also ranks it among the most dangerous online spaces for children. Kick has a high rate of sexually explicit interactions among users, including between adults and minors. Sexually explicit content is rampant in the group chats, and law enforcement has been sounding the alarm for years about Kick being a stomping ground for predators. And Kick hasn't made any improvements or substantive improvements to keep kids safe. Making money. Amazing, isn't it? So we come to our next one, Meta. <laughs> I hate that name. I know, I do too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but all I can think about, and here's here's a, an admission that probably I shouldn't make, but I used to watch The Flash. <clears throat> and so everything was metaverse. I mean, it was crazy. I, I finally got over-the-top crazy for me. But yes, Meta is on the list, which used to be Facebook. <laughs> which used to be Facebook, so to speak. It still says Facebook on my phone. Yeah. But again, it's just a continuation of these social media platforms, right? Exactly. Just, uh, the playgrounds. Exactly. But this at all wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we really surprised about that one, right? You expect... I've always had an expectation that when movies were made, if it, I don't have to support them. I don't right. have to go to the movies. Right. But they kind of went down this road when they released, what was it, Cuties, the yep. French-based yep. documentary that really kind of did that whole, almost that John Bonet rant, yes, right? Exactly. That, exploitation of yep. young girls. And so they, they've been very front and center with some of their um, exploiting yes. younger yes. children in their movies. Yeah, and they talk about a lot of their original shows. Not, not all, but a lot of them are the TV, the rating system, TVMA for mature audiences. But even that, I think, kind of pushes the bounds because mm -hmm. uh, it's a little shocking sometimes what you can get on Netflix. And what's sad about that is, of course, like everything, You've got kid shows. You've got all sorts of things on Netflix. So, oh yeah. The next one I had not heard of is called mm -hmm. Only Fans. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, from what I read here, it's very alarming, right? I had not heard of it either. Subscription-based platform known for pornography preyed on widespread financial insecurities. It's kind of how it's reading here, mm -hmm. but it, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, they're saying, incentivizing creators to recruit new users. It reminds me a lot of conversations we were having 15, 20 years ago with some of the video games, right? Mm -hmm. and, and kind of the Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're like, oh, it's a video game. No, well, they're shooting people. It's highly realistic. But they also were picking up prostitutes. So you yeah. had the whole violence combined with misogyny and exploitation and human trafficking. And, and so here, according to this description, is really what this is. And it's really about exploiting kids again, but a platform that's kind of geared toward that. Yeah, I see here it's a sex buyers and pimps maximize buying and selling people behind the security of a paywall. Unbelievable. 
this stuff's real, okay? Because I know a lot of people listening. This may be so... F- you're looking at OnlyFans or Netflix and you're watching a movie mm-hmm. and you're so removed from the reality of this. Trish and I, my wife, went to lunch yesterday and this waitress was hustling, man. And she came to the table and she apologized. She goes, I'm sorry. I said, oh, we're in no hurry. I said, I know you're hustling. I saw you jog to the kitchen twice. And I said, I saw you fanning yourself because <laughs> no. you're, you're getting warm, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? And she goes, oh, she said, we lost a girl yesterday. She stole some money out of the cash register and took off. But the story here is, she goes, I was counseling her. She's an addict. Um, but she wants to be an addict. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I did heroin for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she started to share with Trish and I, she said, where heroin took me, it took me into the inner cities of Chicago. She showed us pictures of being beaten mm-hmm. by, she didn't call them boyfriends. Yeah. So human trafficking, I think, was the undercurrent here. Yeah. And that wasn't, a, that's not a comfortable conversation on the first meeting. I know, for right? Waitress. I know. And it's so I didn't want Transparency for her, right? Wow. But she's been out of this for three years. But that's a real face for me when I look yeah. at this OnlyFans. These are real I see people. her face now. Real people. And that's what we and have so, to remember. I live in a small town. Yes, you do. I'm not Chicago. And think about that. And I and I think sometimes that's where we are removed from reality in our world. And it says here that yet survivors, whistleblowers, police, and investigative journalists have uncovered, this is on the OnlyFans, have uncovered child sexual abuse material, sex trafficking, rape videos, and a host of other crimes. Yeah. Right. It's kind of Crazy. like uh, hidden right before our eyes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Oh, my. So, and I'd never heard of it. And I had not either. The next one is Reddit. They've been around a long time. They have. A little interesting because they tend to host that. Oh, well, it's usually the front page of the internet, but I guess they host user-created communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always like that when it's in parentheses. Communities covering nearly as many topics. But among these subreddits are countless non-consensually shared sexually explicit images and videos, child sexual abuse material, and hardcore pornography. And according to this, you have sex buyers and predators even selling ads. It's big business. It is. See that? You see that second to the last line, fifteen billion. I mean, I didn't think a, about that's that. A, that's that's a lot of money right 15 there. Fifteen billion. Yeah, it says they're aiming for a valuation of over fifteen billion. We need. I mean, that, it's a wake. That's what up we're call. talking about here. It is. It is. And it's a, where there's money. Exactly, but it also shows you how pervasive again it is in our culture. The people that desire to see this, the people that aren't making that money, but that it's uh, stimulating their predatory perversions or their predatory feelings. And folks, a lot of these people end up volunteering in our youth organizations or in our... Sure. So, well, we come to Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) We're not a... Particularly surprised there, but again, social social media. Yeah, and they've actually been sued. We talked about that it's last good. year, I believe it was. So yes, it's not even just their name to this list. They've been actively sued by the National Center on Child Exploitation because of not protecting a child out of Florida. Yes, that that's was sexually. Right. That's right, and they're still on the list. On uh, the next one, I had never heard of Mike. I don't know if you had Verisign. Yeah, it's actually here's <laughs> one of the companies that tend to authenticate a website, right? Like this is supposed to be real. So VeriSign, when I looked at it, I went a little cross-eyed going, hmm, 
The idea behind VeriSign is you get a little seal on your website and it's been verified. Right. right? This is a real website, but it shows you the depth to where some of this goes. I didn't even on the security side. I would have never associated VeriSign with being on the dirty dozen list. Amazing. Then we have Visa. Yeah, Which, somebody's got to transact the money, right? Exactly, exactly. So you have some on this list that are, um, in a sense, retail. You have, of course, social media. You have, of course, search engines, chats. Interestingly enough, the, the I think the security VeriSign is really interesting to me. That's it really on is. there. And then Visa's the money. And then and then you have Canacook. Yeah, which is a Christian organization mm-hmm. on their website. So what is the lesson to be had from <laughs> from all of this, Mike? I don't say that in jest. It's mm-hmm. horrible. And I think what's sad is this is they, they do this annually, their dirty dozen list, and I get it. But like you said, it, that's just the top 12. Yeah. If I look at this and if I go back to something I've said so many times for so many years, but it may resonate a little more right now because we really are living in a, a world with a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. We spent the last two years in the middle of a major pandemic yep. that nobody's ever experienced in their yep. lifetime. Mm-hmm. Just no way of knowing what to expect. Will it end? Who's going to die? Lots of people are dying. And we start to clear from that and things are starting to normalize. And then Russia invades Ukraine yeah. and the markets and the economy and inflation. And gas, gas prices. prices. And stuff. Everything's, Tumult. you know, so you've got fear. And when I look at the fear, most people, when they think of being harmed, and I look at this list, that's harm. That is irreparable harm to children. When they are harmed, they don't recover from this. Yes. They can yes. they can heal, but they'll never forget it. Josh McDowell told us that yes. two weeks ago on the podcast. And how old He's is what? he now? 82, right? Right, 82? exactly. And it's and a still man. a pat on the back triggers things yes. for him at 82. Yes. But too often as parents, we fear the unknown. We fear the stranger. We fear, if I look at this with five kids, my biggest fear for my youngest two, which are daughters, is knowing what I know, that they're most likely to be hurt by somebody I know than by somebody they don't know. That domestic violence and sexual violence are the two most prevalent crimes, the two most likely crimes to be committed against my daughters. Yes. And so it's very personal for me. And then when you see this exploitation, it's very easy when even as a normal, whatever that is, when you see images and things, if you look at them enough, it has an impact on your thinking. Yes. And you, and you, even a decent person who watches this exploitation and and this borderline, they kind of look like a kid and they kind of look like an adult, but it it starts to really form how you think of women and what women are, blurs the line, Mm -hmm. objectify. It's a word you don't hear a lot of times these days, but you really turn women into an, an object yes, yes. and dehumanize. And, and that's really what these organizations have done. They're dehumanizing our kids yes, and they're making lots of money by doing it. Yes. Th- these are the biggest prostitutes out there, right? And that's what this list is, is prostitution, exactly. uh, being a pimp or a trafficker. Yes. That's about making money off somebody else. Exactly. That's being hurt by this. And that's exactly what this list 
signifies to me. Absolutely. And we we wanted to bring this list out. You know, like you said, the uh, Christian Post also did an article on it. And, and I was actually really good. I was glad to see that because I think sometimes in our faith community. A little quiet on some of the issues, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, we have to understand, and this is Mike, this is why you took this on. You've been in the business of protecting women and children, especially in domestic violence for many, 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 many years. But you took on the whole issue of security for schools and for churches and for corporations and who they hire. That's how you started. But you've really, you've really been honing in and developing programs for sexual abuse prevention and also also taking on domestic violence prevention now too. I mean, you've done that for years, but for the church, because, you know, I think in our faith community, we know there is crummy stuff, but a lot of times we we know it's there, but we don't want to know it's there. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's not going away. Well, and that's just it. And the problem is it's, it doesn't stop at the doors of the sacred anymore. It's in church, domestic violence, sexual abuse. It's in church. So uh, people understand, why are we talking about these issues? Sometimes it might seem like we're talking about it a lot. Well, because honestly, our society, it's been there and it's growing and it's becoming pervasive, but it's becoming pervasive within our own communities. Yeah. And, And it's imperative to at least in our communities and of course, broadly to prevent it because it can be prevented. We can't prevent yeah. necessarily what this dirty dozen list, although I would make mm-hmm. a few exceptions on that list, including a Christian ministry. But we certainly can prevent these things in our communities and in our homes. And that's where it starts, really, too, doesn't it, Mike? Yeah, you have to stand up, right? What mm-hmm. happens is the voice of many, we just silence. The majority just stays silent right. and the minority voices went out. Exactly. And what happens is it's it's just like seeing something on the street. They've done study after study after study. Oftentimes people walk right by that. Think of I yourself know. being in New York, right? You're walking Right. You walk right by it. Somebody else is going to jump in. Somebody else yeah. is going to help. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. Hurt. Might get hurt. They might come after me. They might write me a nasty letter, tell me to quit talking about them. Right. And so it's you can't be scared to speak the truth. Right. And that's what happens from a faith perspective. Yes. Is they try to muzzle the truth. Yes. And when you muzzle the truth, it just gives louder voice to the untruth. Yes. And it becomes very dangerous. Exactly. That's what we see right here. Exactly. Well, Mike, thank you for this episode today. We, we did want to bring it because we thought for some of you listening that you probably are surprised by some of them. Some of them you probably aren't either, but some of them were a little surprising. And we just want to bring you this information because every everything that an individual does can help in this area. And part of it is just being educated and, and understanding what's going on. And especially for those with kids to see the impact of all the different people on this list. If you're a parent or if you're however you want to say it, even for yourself, but just the social media, the et cetera, we need to know this information. So thank you, Mike. Absolutely. Have a good day. This podcast is sponsored by Safe Ministry Solutions, which offers a 360 security solution that keeps your church, your congregation, and your ministry safe.